Alright Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening, and thank you again for joining the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, bringing you another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And once again, a lot to get to today. Avalanche going up against the San Jose Sharks. We're kind of going to take a preview of that. We'll get to some power rankings. Um, We'll hear from Coach Bednar um, and kind of the, I don't want to say fallout, but there's some fault. There's always fallout going on in social media. So we're kind of talk about that and kind of how ridiculous it is, but it's out there and um, we'll just mention it, I guess, because we have to. First things first, like always, follow the show on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche. Follow on Instagram, search for Lockdown Avalanche, and send your emails to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com, and I'll read some on air. So, um, yeah, are we still reeling from what went on uh, against the Dallas Stars? Of course we are, and it's only the, the latest in a long string of disappointments which can be solely centered around the third period. Uh, Why this is happening? Is there an end to it? How does it stop? Everybody has their answers. Everybody has their reasons. And I think the bottom line is, and this is like the easy way out, the team just needs to play better. Like you're you're at the professional level now, um, and there comes a time... where you uh, stop throwing around the excuses and say, and kind of just put the onus on every single individual man and say, we need to play better. Uh, Is it in their head? I don't think at this stage in the game, you can't say that it's not. Uh, When when this happened, what, a month ago? And it happened two, three games in a row. uh, I did a show and said, let's not panic. I'm not one to panic like over anything, but uh, you, you, I don't, I don't, I don't want to sit here and say that Avalanche players are in this uh, locker room and in these practices and in these games. And as soon as they they take the ice for you know the brief skate around before the third period starts, they're taking a deep breath and saying like, "Oh boy, how are we going to lose this one?" Nobody has that mentality when you're at the professional level. In, in fact, it's probably the opposite. It's, it's probably we need to shut people up. Um, and they're not doing that right now. And are they frustrated? You better believe that they're frustrated. Not only because they're losing the games. Yeah, they're losing games and they don't want to lose any game. Uh, but the way that they're doing it and then what happens after a game, you go in the locker room, you sit in front of your locker, press comes in and asks you questions about this. And it's getting old for them because they're they're having to deal with this they're having to answer those questions they're having to play it uh the play through these third periods that they just can't seem to figure out and uh they have to hear it from the fans and because fans are are paying the tickets to go watch them play and the bottom line is people are walking out of these arenas unfulfilled and that's not what you want your home crowd to do Granted, they played a great game against Dallas. They did. They 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 played a, a hard fought game. Um, I would take that style of game 
every single day and you will win the majority of those games. You're going to lose some of those games and they lost one. I mean, they got the point out of it. Great. Uh, they didn't get the other point and they lost it in overtime. And because it's happening so often, uh, it's just unfulfilling for so many people. Um, <clears throat> so are we at the point where you have to ask the question, is this who the Colorado Avalanche are? We didn't have this team that, that they have right now. Injuries are gone, the exception of Wilson. <laughs> Injuries are gone. So they didn't have this team around when they were winning. That was a kind of pieced together team, calling players up, calling players down. One guy would come back from injury. Another guy would go out for injury. And they were figuring it out. And, and, it, and it just kind of baffles you now that the team is back together, why they can't perform like that jigsaw puzzle of a team that they had of inexperienced players and you don't have an answer for that and that's what's so confusing about this is they they were playing well when they had injuries you don't want to go back to the injury riddled team nobody wants anybody to get injured but it's incredible that the the team that had no practice time together uh is performing better than the team <coughs> that at least had a spring training together or fall training, whatever you want to call it, and spring training. Um, it's it boggles the mind. Uh, but again, they had forty plus shots on goal, and there's there's you have to give the opposition some credit. You ha- you have to because they're they're playing to win too. But a lot of it is Colorado just having this consistent failure in the third period. You have to believe that it's going to stop uh, at some point. They just, you know, you get that one victory. And, and Bednar was saying the other day, we just need a a, perform- a performance from somebody. One performance from somebody that we can hang our hat on and say, that's, that's what we needed. And now we're off and running. Um, and that's got to come from the goalie. And I thought Grubauer played well. I thought he played well I, I i'm i've been on this show every day saying i'm okay with our goalies and i am still okay with our goalies um just more things need to happen like i mean he gave up two goals in regulation you have the highest scoring team in the league um that's not performing to that standard um and if they if they match their their average goals per game they win that game but they had how many shots hit the post um, some incredible saves by Bishop, and you get one point out of the deal. It's crummy, but it, it's just where the Avalanche are right now. Is this who they are? Is this what we should expect the rest of the season? You'd have to say no. You'd have to say, like, this This can't continue. And, yeah, they're going to win more games, uh, but you want that to happen now. <clears throat> and, again, we're halfway through January. We can only say so many times, I'm happy this is happening now. We were happy the injuries were happening in the beginning of the season because we got the injuries out of the way, as if injuries miraculously stop at some point during the season. But we've been pretty lucky ever since we got most of our players back. So we were happy when that happened early in the season. Now we're happy that they're having these struggles in January. 
let's just not be, you know, what's next? Is there anything that's next? I don't want to, I don't want to say like, oh, we're happy this is happening in March. Playoffs are right around the corner then. So um, will they, I still have all the confidence in the world that they will get this figured out. And the reason I feel that way is they are too talented. They went through this stuff last year, granted with a, 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 Totally different team, most mostly different team. Um, but teams go through this; it's amplified because it's happening so much to Colorado. Um, and maybe, just maybe, they can stop it tonight against San Jose. We'll see. Uh, we will continue on this front and the whole Coach Bednar thing right after this. I loved it. Yeah, I thought we were engaged start to finish, played hard, checked hard, worked hard offensively. I mean, I, mean, we, I thought we played real hard. That's a, I mean, I don't know how else to summarize. It just seems like right now anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Again, tonight you see it. and So we just got to keep grinding. You know, we have – I like their push even in the third period, you know, like we're up a goal and we're still going after them. We didn't want to sit back. We didn't want to let them come at us. And, you know, we had a couple posts. We had a couple – grade-A chances that we created besides those ones, and their goalie made some saves, and then, you know, I don't know, their second goal. I don't I don't like the miss. They should have been blown dead. I mean, the high sticks at 12 feet in the air or 10 feet in the air. I mean, but if I can't challenge it, can't challenge it. It's the way it is. Playing at home, obviously this is a place that you've been really, really good in the past. Yeah. Can you put your finger on why you guys are having such a tough spell here? I think we've gone through it in years past too. You know, I don't think it's home road. I just think it's, you know, you get you lose a little confidence. Puck stop going in for you a little bit. I mean, and like I said, you make one mistake, it seems like it's ended up in the back of the net, and that's not goaltending tonight. Our goalie was excellent. It's just, you know, they're finding ways to capitalize on chances, and, and we're not. So it's it's a confidence thing. We got to keep believing in what we're doing. I think you play like that on most nights, you're going to get two points. Even though there's been a lot of losses, you guys have seemed to have played better over these last three, four games. Is that something you can build off of, or at this point, are you just looking for a win? No, I think, I think we can for sure. I mean, take the Ranger game out of it. I, I, I didn't like that game at all. Um, but if you go St. Louis at home, New Jersey, you go to the Islanders, we lost one nothing. It was frustrating because we had a lot of chances and didn't score. Kind of same feeling like we got tonight. You go play a real good team in Pitt, a real good team in Dallas, and, and we just come up a little bit short. We carve out a point out of both of those. So it's about your play. It's about the process. It's about habits. They're real good tonight, real good commitment. So, again, you play like that on most nights, you're going to get two points. What do you think about those details like talking as well as rush coverage, things that you've been discussing a lot? It's good tonight. It's good tonight. Yep. Um, th that, I'd say there's a window of like, 
And you're not going to remember, I say it all the time, they've got something to say about it too, and they're a good team. We beat them in the first period, we outworked them, we, we got after them, we built a lead. They had a, they had a push at the start of the second, and then we got in penalty trouble a little bit. Um, I thought they outworked us there for eight, nine, maybe ten minutes, and then we started to push back and, and level things out a bit. And again, I thought the third period, you know, we were, we were still going after them. I liked some of the things we did in the third period, but... You know, Bishop was good, and we just didn't capitalize on a few of our chances. It's more difficult to take just the way these games are going. I, I don't think it's more difficult to take. You know, you're after the two points. You don't get them, you're going to be upset. Jared, any thoughts about the exchange? It was like a three-part exchange between Calvert and Ben. And in the second part, Calvert dropped his glove, and then Ben acts like he's, you know. It's gamesmanship, you know. It is, I don't know, you know, I, I wasn't in on all the conversations, I can't tell you. It's just gamesmanship. They didn't, didn't like each other, so they decided to have it out. I'm okay with it. All right, guys, so hearing something from uh, Coach Bednar, and he's always even-keeled and uh, doesn't think things are as bad as they, they normally are. And I'm I'm with him. Our, our, you know, everything that we're talking about is third-period issues are they out of these games no uh, and like he said with the exception of the ranger game uh, you can throw that out the window totally agree with him on that the effort was almost non-existent in that game everything else they're right there you know it, it, maybe it, if you can take any positive out of this is what we're what we're upset about is blown third period losses you have to have a lead to begin with in order to blow it so that's the positive you can take out of this is they are in these games. They just need to find a way to finish. Um, and <clears throat> for what this man has done up until this point with this team, the calls to remove him are just flat out ridiculous. And I don't always like kind of taking what people say on social media because social media is just a haven for hating absolutely everything. <clears throat> But sometimes you just kind of need to uh, take a step back and say, what is wrong with you people? There's This man is not going to get fired. Have you forgotten where this team was only a few short years ago? And that was not his fault. He was hired with about a month left before the, the season even began. And it was a disaster of a season. People were saying, is he not the right man for the job because he came up from the minors? all that other stuff. Joe Stackick was methodical when he picked him to coach the team. He wanted a teacher, and that's exactly what he has. He's not just going to give up on that because you're going through a little bit of a dry spell. Are you kidding me? It doesn't make any sense why people want to just throw him out to the wolves and say, like, oh, bring in somebody new because that solves all the problems. It doesn't solve anything. <clears throat> What's going on on the ice is the issue. It's not the coaching. The coaching's just fine. He's gone from having one of the worst seasons ever to the very next season, making the playoffs to and, and, and being up for coach of the year. He's a year removed from being up for coach of the year. Follow that up with the run that they had in the playoffs last year and now all the acquisitions that they have. And we were over the moon when this season started because of what could happen for the foreseeable future. And now everybody thinks that's gone and we need to get rid of everybody and get rid of the coach in particular. 
you're, it, you're not making any sense whatsoever because the team is it, it. So what happens if so? OK, let's fire Jared Bednar and bring in somebody new. Peter Lavalette, because he's the hot name that everybody knows. So let's bring in him just because him in because just he's the name. And what happens if they lose a week's worth of games? Now, do we have to get rid of him? <clears throat> it doesn't work that way. And it's kind of ridiculous that that people want to just think that we can just bring people in interchangeably, coaches and players, until we get the right fit. We have the right fit. We have the right team. They just need to play better. It doesn't help the fact that uh, Vegas today went out and fired their coach, uh, Gerard Gallant, because Vegas is actually playing pretty good. So... You just look at it on the surface. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm pretty sure Vegas is holding a wild card spot right now. So we're doing better than they are. So that's all that these people need to say, see, Vegas got rid of their coach and, and they're in a good, pretty good position. You know, we're playing worse than Vegas, so we should get rid of ours. No, I'm sorry. It's, it's not It's not going to happen this year. He's, he's a... Solid coach from what he's done, what, from everything that he's done from the time he got here, including that you have to take that awful season with everything that he's done because that just makes what he's done more impressive. Why after a bad stretch of about a month do we now just jump ship on him? I I am not that guy. Uh, I like giving multiple opportunities to people who deserve it, and he absolutely deserves it. And if you think otherwise, you're not paying attention. So that's all I really have to say about uh, Coach Bednar and really just the players in general. We were happy about this team coming into the season because they were a good team. They are still a good team. They're just going through some stuff. So, And because they're going through some stuff, we are going to take a look at some power rankings and see how just uh, the Avalanche have fallen <coughs> um, over the last week compared to weeks prior. And surprisingly, not as far as you might think. So, yeah, we're, we're kind of sitting here saying, like, everything is wrong with the team and blow it all up. And in the power ranking world, they're still holding steady. And I think people are looking at the totality of these games and how they're being played and how they're losing them. And they're not getting blown out by any stretch of the imagination. So the fact that they're in these games and they're they're losing them in the third period, I think that holds some water for some of these sites. So we'll start over at Sports Illustrated. And the Avalanche, they didn't move in their ranking. They were at 8, eight the previous week, and they are at 8 now. I don't know why I can't put those two words together. They are at 8 now. Um, and they say, despite attempting more than 12 shots per game, more than their opponents, the Avalanche have won just twice in their last nine. Um, goals, or excuse me, goal scoring isn't the issue, and Colorado's defense hasn't been bad. However, Philip Grubauer and Pavel Francouz have combined for the fifth worst team save percentage since December 2027, and neither has provided the ads with consistency in net. I would agree with the consistency part. Um, so that's where they are in Sports Illustrated. Uh, we'll save that one for last. Okay, so where are we here? Sporting News. Sporting News had them at three last week, and they dropped down to ten. 
Uh, and this was a couple days ago. This was before the Stars game, but they say a team that started red hot has cooled down. Yes, some big injuries to some big names did not help. Actually, didn't hurt either. That's me saying that. But um, uh, but two wins in the last eight will not cut it when other teams in the Wild West are lassoing wins. Absolutely true. Teams are are finding their way closer and closer to the avalanche, and that's the scary part. Um, and we'll do one more. CBS Sports, they had them falling even further than Sporting News. Sporting News had them going from 3 to 10. CBS has them going from 2 to 10. And they write, the ab ceiling is as high as anyone in a league, but they haven't been playing well of late. They have four wins in their last 13 and have lost three straight. Again, this was before the... Uh, Stars game. So, and they finished by saying they've got that high powered offense, but are going to need to tighten up on defense and special teams. So, we're all in agreement on what the Avalanche need to do. Now they need to act like big boys and do it. All right. And to wrap up today, uh, Avs going up against San Jose. And, um, San Jose, you know, their former coach that they fired, uh, talking about fired coaches, um, is now the coach over at Vegas. So um, he's back behind the bench and not with the Sharks. So um, since he left, Sharks are playing a little bit better. They're they're hit and miss. They're winning a couple, losing a couple. Um, their most recent game, they lost to Coyote, six, the Coyotes 6-3, to three, currently at 21 23 and 4 for 46 points. And uh, that's a pretty good turnaround from where they were at the beginning of the year. They started very, very slow, which is why DeBoer got fired. Um, standing wise, I'm going to bring that up here real quick. San Jose, like I said, 46 points. Winnipeg's holding that last wild card spot at 54. So they're eight points behind. Um, Winnipeg does have a game in hand for that. So. And actually, Winnipeg is tied with uh, the Canucks for 54 points. So they got a ways to go to kind of get back into the thick of things. Um, but anything is possible. Uh, so it gets kind of interesting in their their team stats. Um, I guess we'll do individual player stats first. So uh, where are we here? Okay, so... Very interesting. Logan Couture leads them with 36 points. Evander Kane, however, leads them in goals with 19. And Eric Carlson, however, leads them in assists with 30. So, yeah, Logan Couture is just kind of like, you know, lead, leads the, the team in points but does not lead in any individual of stat, point stat between goals and assists. is uh, pretty interesting. So, um Team stats, San Jose, they, uh, let's see here. Goals for is 2.65%. So they don't give up, um, or excuse me, they, they, don't, they don't score a lot. And the issue that they have is they give up quite a bit too. They give up 3.29, which is sixth in the league. So that's where you're going to have problems is when you can't score and you give up you give up a lot of goals. Um, I know I sound like Booger McFarlane right now, but you're not going to win a lot of games doing that. Um, has it gotten better? It's gotten better, sure, but um, that's an issue. 
So if you're Colorado, you should be licking your chops because you're going up against a team that gives up goals. And if you're one, of, you're no longer the highest scoring team in the league as Colorado, but you're still up there. You're, I think, third right now. Um, you should do some damage to this team. It's there for the taking. Where now even this gets even a little bit more interesting is in the special teams. Um, San Jose, in terms of their power play percentage, is on the low end. They are 24th in the league at 17%. However, their penalty kill is best in the league at just under 88%. So you're giving up a lot of goals on one hand, but you're not giving them up when you are shorthanded. I explain that. That, that, that. I don't know. That's just, I guess, good coaching. Um, so it's odd to say you want the Avalanche to score a lot, but you're not expecting them to on the power play. But they have a decent, they should have a better power play than they are. But this game could be all over the place if there's a lot of penalty minutes. If it can stay five on five, the Avalanche really should stick it to San Jose and I don't think they're going to take the foot off the gas just like they did not in the Stars game so that is going to be it for today ladies and gentlemen uh, it's just it's game day and you have to get excited about game day no matter how good or bad your team is doing and when your team is in desperate need of a regulation win uh, you get even more excited about it so go abs go Let's hope for a solid two points and a solid performance all around. And here is Josie. Go, Abs, go!